Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Always an honor to spend it with you right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology, 4 p.m. on Wednesday. I know you guys are cruising in your ride. Let's let these trumpets bump. In studio with Greg Ovis. Greg Ovis with GWEZUP.com. Welcome back, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm sorry I missed last week. Wasn't feeling very well. It's okay. I told the peoples, <laughs> man, don't stress. You know, I think, uh, what, what, now how long is it? Seven years doing this show here at EVIT. Oh, you, we are I not. We are not going to stress out. I'm, I'm pretty much, what, maybe a year and a half, two? It, how long you been doing We got to give you the inaugural birthday ball or something. Do I something. get a plaque or a, you parking, get a little plaque. parking space or something? You get a plaque. <laughs> uh, big shout out to Justin. Justin on campus hanging out here uh, running the board. I swear. This board is like a day trading it's board. It's like NASA. And Justin said to me, he said, hey, Frank, do you think you can learn how to do the board? I said, <laughs> uh, maybe if I could rebuild a 350 and deal with 100 million lines of code under hood, I may be able to navigate. I have faith in you. Yes. Hey, if you're new to this show, thank you so much. Hang tight with us. Uh, we're an automotive lifestyle show, WrenchNation.tv. Uh, we've had a slew of guests on. Lately, it's been technology driven under hood for sure you know we don't joke around when we talk about 100 million lines of code that is some serious business to give you perspective all of google i believe is 65 million lines of code or something oh man all my tech software geeks you know um we're talking the latest and greatest united states jet plane fighter plane what is that the f the raptor the f-35 or six or whatever it is yep that's like 37 million lines of code. So do me a favor, please, por favor, if you are going to your local Rockstar Automotive Technician, right? You, you, you're new to getting your car serviced. Please. It's not like mechanics and technicians work on tips. Right. If they are going to charge you a fair fee to test that ride, please pay them. Right? <laughs> and there's no such thing. Don't like, be cheap. Look, you remember back in the day, it was like, free this, free that. <laughs> half price this, half price that. Hey, I was thinking about this campaign, uh, this marketing campaign. You want to hear my campaign? Yeah, let me have it. Um, You've seen it. You get you get these specials with these uh, oil services or oil changes. You see it. They give you like, you know, a coupon, $10 off. I'm saying I'm giving you a free dozen eggs with an oil change. <laughs> Have you seen the price of eggs? My gosh. I might as well grab some chickens. Now, somebody tell me why. Like, I can understand commodities, right? We got a war going on. Um, Lithium is limited. Like, it's not, you know, we can't keep mining forever lithium. So there's a certain price point. But what happened to our chicken farmers? I have no idea. My wife says, honey, go pick up some eggs. I'm like, okay, this is not a big deal. This is before I... (laughs) Had any, you know, inkling. I said, this is going to be easy. I'll pick up. In fact, I'll pick up four or five dozen. <laughs> It'll save me a trip. And I go and it's nine bucks a dozen. I'm like. <laughs> Making payments on it for three weeks, right? I don't know. Um, <laughs> of course, our fearless Fed Chairman Powell mm. and the rest of the intelligentsia, um, they're in the process of trying to tame this inflation. You guys know we've mentioned it. Uh, it it's not an easy thing. 
nope. you, you guys are buying stuff. This is the deal. Uh, supply and demand. I mean, it's basic. I mean, this is like e- in economics, what, Greg? 101, 100, basic. 99, <laughs> fifth grade. Supply and demand. So don't complain. Get off the eggs and buy something else. That's what I say. Right? On uh, this uh, this show, before we get into some announcements, and I got some news and some more tips for you guys regarding uh, used cars. And Some of you are in the yeah. arena to buy an inexpensive used car, and I want to give you a bit of a strategy. Uh, today's show, we're honored. Uh, I was, uh, it was a pleasure to work with ZF. They are a global, global brand automotive industry with automotive parts, technology, and training. All kinds of stuff, and we're it's honored. All, to, all impressive stuff, too. It really it, is. It is. Um, Forward thinking. What I, I we need it. in the service base is progressive training. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to work with uh, ZF and Philippe Colpron, who's uh, uh, one of their uh, big VPs, who has this message of CASES, which is an acronym uh, for connected cars, mm-hmm. autonomous vehicles, uh, mobility sustainability, electrification. You guys have heard these words. You've heard maybe the nightly news mention some of this. But what I really admired, ZF has taken the bull by the horns. They have. And have actually, you know, short of dominating. I'm just going to say, I was very impressed. They have taken each of those categories and um, made it a mission and, and I'm cautious here with mission. At the end of the day, a lot of you in the service base, you can hear a corporate tagline, right? And, and you get you get bliss to it. What you want to hear is, where can I get the sophisticated training? Like, that is a tough deal, Greg. It is. When I say sophisticated, you're reading about the connected car. You're reading about, you know, autonomous platforms, especially with Tesla and FSD and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you cannot afford to sit on the sideline and say, well, that's not going to be for me. I'm going to retire next yeah, year. Yeah, you can't think that. No. I mean, even for a lot of you that are in that maybe five to 10 year horizon, it's 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 coming down the pipe. And, and you know, and some of this technology may not be neighborhood consumer. It could mm-hmm. be fleet. What happens if your big plumber fleet decides to go the route and you're now dealing with more the connected vehicle and, and, and autonomous right. platforms, especially here in Chandler, Arizona? I think we're one of maybe five cities uh, in the country. Our streets are codified for autonomous. So Ben Smart is going to join us, vice president, aftermarket region, North America. We're going to dive into some of that. I'm really excited to talk to him about that. And our goal would be to parlay as much good technical information and also get, get into the mindset, the culture of ZF globally and how they're charging and leading the way uh, in that arena. So uh, Greg, give us some antiquity, some classic car news. What do you got cooking, man? Well, the antiquity side in Arizona (laughs) this month, obviously there's all the auctions going on. They all started next week. There's a handful of them. I want to try to get to some of them myself. But one thing that's jumping out at me that's happening this weekend is the Arizona Concourse de Elegance. And that's here in Scottsdale. Uh, if you want to Google that, it's at the Scottsdale Civic Center. And uh, there's going to be 100 rare cars. 
It's going to be out on the grass. I love it. It's a small show. Small show, but that's the kind of stuff that I thrive at. I love the little tiny ones or right. the smaller ones or the newer to the market or to the area. So I'm excited to go out there. I, I did connect with the gentleman, Chuck, that's putting it on, and he invited me out there. So I'm going to try to go out there and look at some cars and set the auction stuff aside for a few days and just enjoy being out there with some I, very I think rare cars. Enjoy it. I think, I um, think so, too. It's, it's important. Uh, someone in your field, you know, you concierge mm-hmm. uh, the classic cars, whether you have, you know, an entry-level vehicle or you have a high-end vehicle, it's important for you to just be in that yeah. arena and yep. not worry about the business side of things. Uh, ArizonaConcourse.com. You guys can check that out. I'll have that in show notes. Uh, also want to give a big shout-out, Rebecca Wynn, who we worked with, uh, Craig oh, yeah. Jackson, Barrett Jackson, uh, several years ago. Uh, future collector car show people. That's January 22nd. I'm telling you, you've got some incredible vehicles and it's future classics. Yep. So some of you are like, oh, I'm tired of seeing the 57 Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have the Nissans, uh, the Subaruis, uh, the BMWs. Uh, you've got a, in fact, there's spotlighting quite a few. The 1989 325i is going to be out there. There's going to be a ton of vehicles. Yeah. Of course, uh, uh, our friends at McGuire's uh, that's working together with Barrett Jackson in general with the Future Classic Car Show. I invite you guys to check that out. And then we got to do one more shout out. Peter Volney. He'll be on the show next week. Phoenix Children's Hospital. Phoenix Children's Hospital people. North of a million dollars raised. Yep. When you go to a car show, you know there's going to be some fundraising. That's why I said put automotive people in government. Yeah. Maybe. We need more givers, right? We need more givers. <laughs> we do. Takers. But uh, the concourse in the hills is happening. It is. Uh, over 1,200 of some of the finest vehicles, yep. classic, European, the hot one, rods. Yeah, the one thing that I'm interested in about the concourse this weekend at Scottsdale is some of the judges are from Europe. They're from Canada. So it's, it's kind of, that's where I want to be around. I want to meet these gentlemen get their experiences, hear some stories from overseas, and and yeah. kind of feel them out. So I'm excited for the whole weekend. So you have quite a few shows. Take advantage. Right. It's a family affair going out there. Um, I do know the Concourse in the Hills is free. Uh, parking is is fairly good. They do a good job. They They've do. been at it for about seven years, um, and now Phoenix Children's Hospital uh, benefits. You know, mm-hmm. each of those floors that they have to build out, I think there's two floors that are not built out yet on that building that's what now, five, six, seven years old? Yeah. You, uh, you know, tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars. So it's a great cause, and I guarantee you, you'll find several cars uh, that you'll fall in love with out there. And who knows? Maybe that tax money will buy something. Several cars? You're supposed to fall in love with all of them, Frank. All, all of them. them. Yes. And, hey, I have a pass for you to one of the auctions next week. So hopefully Yes, we talk can, to us about that. I we, think, we I think we'll be in-house yeah, next on, Thursday. On Thursday, we'll do a little walking around. I got my daughter's birthday next week, which is a Lollapalooza. Oh. What is with you teenagers? You can't have just one day. You got a dad. We got a Monday. It's like my Google calendar birthday is like locked down for a week. Seven days in a row. I said, man, we didn't have this growing up. But you have to give her a gift every day. So are you ready? A gift is called Amazon. <laughs> I told my wife, stop it. You cannot, you know, once, once a, I mean, you guys know once, I, I don't know what the age is, age eight, nine, young girl, you're done. You can't buy him anything. So I told my wife, I just, we give cash envelopes in my house. 
Or she says that's so insensitive. So what? <laughs> question: What about experiences instead of just gifts? I always like the experiences. Yeah, take them somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know what she mentioned? The place that you went to. I think it's out here in Mesa. A lot of you angry. You need to let it out. What's the name of the place? Oh, that smash place. Smash house. Smash house. You can go in there with a baseball bat and just blow everything up. Oh, it's a blast. What are they? So what's the charge? Give us a scope of that. Well, it depends, but you walk in there, you can purchase a crate, which is full of glass and bottles and china. Wow. You can get keyboards, TVs, computer monitors, and you can bring. So you you buy this big crate of stuff to smash. I think it might be 20 bucks for the small crate, 30 for the big one, or you can bring some of your own personal items. And they just take you in a room and you baseball bats and you just smash everything. You throw bottles against the wall, sledgehammers to your computer monitors. I got a 32-year anniversary coming. I think that's what I'm doing. There you go. Hopefully my wife's not listening. You should do it. No more more diamonds. What do you buy after 30? (laughs) Take them to the smash house. I got to admit, it's a lot of fun throwing (laughs) bottles against the wall and seeing them break. All right, real quick. I I did want to mention a couple shows back. You guys can get on a wrenchnation.tv. We laid out this whole used car market. You know, we're not... We're not gurus, man. Like we're we're not doing crystal ball stuff. But I will tell you, and and I feel it necessary to try to give you guys the value of where do you finance these things? Right now, if you are buying a vehicle, your credit union, right now, mm-hmm. three to four, three to five points lower than conventional financing. Wow. Now it's got to be respected. The dealership makes money. You just hope it's not too much money on finance. That's true. You do get the incentives. You want to pay attention to that. But picking up on the theme that we mentioned a few weeks back, Greg, would it be safe to say if a car is sitting for more than 60 days? That's where you get the deal. Exactly. That's the one you want. Right. So what my fear is some of you are going to get your tax money early. A lot of you, right after Christmas, I need my money. (laughs) You ain't waiting until March, April. As long as our, our feds are timely with our 86,000 new agents. Right. Uh, but my, my point is a lot of you are guiding to buy something. You're not going to buy new. You get no. it. Like, you're not going to pay 8% and finance and, you know, uh, and that sort of thing. So, anything under $25,000 should be a safe bet. Because currently, and this could change a month from now, I don't predict it will dramatically I want to give you the inventory levels based upon price. All right. So vehicles under $10,000, they're moving about 36 days. Remember, we mentioned Toyota right now. Now we're going to a new car. Toyota sits for about 35 days. Mm -hmm. Buick. Right. (laughs) Buick is going to be the buy. Buick's are sitting for a long time. Yep, we talked about that. I'm thinking we're going to see a Super Bowl Buick commercial. <laughs> Another sexy Buick commercial. You guys don't discount the Buick. I like the hey, Buick. They're nice cars. Uh, so under $10,000, those vehicles sit in about 36 days. Between ten dollars and $15,000 vehicles are sitting for about 45 days. Wow. $15,000 to $20,000 vehicles, 51 days. And here we go, over $25,000, obviously they're sitting for 60. So my point is, if you don't, we know the market's coming down. You know you got to buy a vehicle here in the next 30 to 60 days. Right. Don't overspend. No no reason to. Because that you're, <laughs> you'll be like that day trader that entered into the sale of that stock and it went exactly opposite and you, you executed your shorts. 
And then guess what it did? It reversed back up, and now yep. you're playing that that fear greed. It's tough right now, but it shouldn't keep you from the mission that you have in your life for transportation. A lot of you, it doesn't stop, like regardless of where we're at in the economy. So I hope that helps. Anything under 25000 And you know what? Why not do the research, not so much on price, people, but how long are these vehicles sitting? Right. The longer it's sitting, I'm probably going to leverage a better buy. There's my tip. I like it, and I agree with it 100%. All my used car people. Frank, why are you telling people stuff like that? That's their It's not- true. <laughs> but it is true. I mean, yep. you gotta you got to keep that dial in. Uh, we're excited. We're going to dive into some more technology. It is just incredible, the advancements of technology. We see it in the service bays. Uh, we do our best to get the right training so we can service your vehicle properly. Ben Smart, who is the vice president aftermarket region, uh, North America for ZF. He's going to join us. We're talking autonomous, connected, electrification. Man, this is like an advanced show. Those are big words. I'm us. excited. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. They say I'm too young to love you. I don't know what I need. They think I don't understand the freedom land of the 70s. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Uh, Greg Ovis and Frank Lloyd's hanging out with you guys. Remember, uh, you can catch the podcast that's uploaded Sunday, Monday, or ish, um, if you dip in and out of the show. And a big shout out to our California family, KMET, out there on Saturday for hanging with the show. Listen, the future is now regarding technology advancements. It's here, right? Current training available for the aftermarket technician has been blazing away. Uh, we're honored to have Ben Smart, Vice President of Aftermarket for region of the North America. He's going to be joining us. Uh, ben, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. 
Thank you so much. Welcome, uh, Ben. I mean, does it make your head spin, Ben? I mean, you're in the industry, and before we get to your history and uh, all the great things happening over at Z- ZF, um, you've seen some changes that got to have your head spinning. Uh, it's, uh, it's an exciting time, uh, certainly, and uh, especially this current period um, it really is changing uh, at a, a, a frantic rate. You know, if you, if you look back over the, the lifetime of, 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 of cars, um, nothing compares to the last five, ten years um, in terms of um, adoption of new technology that we're seeing. Almost monthly new things are coming out that are, that are, are somewhat head-spinning, but, but more exciting and, and um, more uh, influential in, in how we uh, have to manage uh, maintenance and, and upkeep. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I know that uh, from the, well, speaking both from the aftermarket side of the service industry as well as the OE side, I like the way you put it. Um, it's opportunity. And I think those that get it, um, they're, they're, they're hip to get in the training. They're going to stay cutting edge with the equipment and tools. This shouldn't be another spell. Like, Greg, we go back in time. I remember back, way back. It was some of my mentors way that I had way like whatever, late eighties, early nineties. And I had some of the old timers back then. They, they perfected the carburetor skill set. Right. They were upset about fuel injection. And it's like, as a youngster, I knew we have to gravitate to change. That's our industry. Yeah. We have to evolve. Ben, I think you'll agree. Um, you've, you've been in the industry for a while. May I ask you, what are some of the challenges that you have seen, if I, if I can, we've got a lot of shop operators listening, that you may see in the aftermarket? You know, you represent North America, you're, you're dealing with aftermarket service facilities. Are folks more measured to the opportunity or are you hearing, you know what, I think I'm going to hang my hat in? Uh, it's it's a mix. I mean, it, it it can be frightening. Obviously, you know, you, you kind of alluded to it a minute ago um, in terms of having to upskill yourself as a technician in the past. It was a relaxed climb. You know, you you, you got you got your stripes. Um, you learn about the basics of mechanics, and you you learn as you went along. In a lot of cases, uh, but 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 cars weren't changing at that much speed. So you know, you could rely on your foundation skill set and pick things up here or there. You know, now that, that that's not going to be relevant for, for today and certainly the future, we've got to really help technicians and, and, and encourage them to upskill as quickly as, as the landscape is changing. Um, and, and that, again, it comes back to opportunity. Um, you, you can't uh, shy away from this. And unfortunately, there's, there's many uh, tools and, and information available to, to give the opportunity for the upskilling. But, but staying still isn't an option. Um, in in the current climate and environment. Yeah, that's a good point you make. You know, Greg, when we talk about the last, like, 20, 30 years, um, let's just use, let's just go 80s, 90s, early, mid-2000s. We did have change, but it wasn't, like, at this pace. No, not at all. I mean, had I thought we'd be working with controlled area networks (laughs) and modules that communicate, like, you're left mirror could be causing a fuel delivery issue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you say, Ben, when you're talking about how we have leaped forward, that's what we're discussing. And, and it's neat to hear you say that there are great operators throughout the country, because at the end, it's going to serve the consumer better that are keeping up 
you know, with the technology. Let me ask you this, Ben. I asked quite a few of our guests that that are in the technology space. Uh, we had uh, the largest aftermarket Tesla service provider. He's here locally. Uh, we asked him the same question. What do you see as immediate need for skill set for an automotive technician that is entering the industry today? What do you see that they really need to gonna really need to hone in on? So their their understanding of diagnostic capabilities, um, their understanding of their blind spots and opportunities. I mean, it's interesting you got feedback from from the from um, uh, Tesla experts because we've done surveys throughout the market, and one of the opportunities that's going um, missing at the moment is um, a lot of technicians fear about dealing with electric vehicles, um, and there's a step process that you need to get comfortable before you can even approach making income and revenue off of that, and that is uh, around the safety, around electrification and electric vehicles especially. You know, it's a um, uh, high-voltage car, and and that that comes with certain risks that that aren't on the traditional ICE models. Um, But it's to to learn about how to to maintain those vehicles is something that would differentiate, differentiate yourself from many others out there. So instead of being fearful from that, learn about the safety of how to deal with these and then uh, these vehicles and then learn um, um, how how to maintain them. That, that's something that I think would really elevate um, technicians coming into the market today. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the safety, um, I, I think traditionally we could say there have been advancements at a certain stride with technology, Greg. Yeah. But like safety, those, those basic points were were relatively safe, like hybrids came about, and yes, we knew about, you know, voltage battery concerns mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the orange pigtails and the orange harness, if you're dealing with that. But Ben, you make a very good point. I mean, I could see some of the old-timers saying it because it's just a negative block. They, they Maybe they know too much, but the youngsters should be embracing that, and, and I don't think they should have the, that, that fear set, if you will, um, is perhaps maybe, you know, a trained mind that may be burnt out, Ben. I mean, there's some of that going on in our industry. Um, let's get right to it. ZF does offer that training. I know that Francisco Moreno, yeah. uh, a great trainer. Uh, in fact, we met him out at Apex. Um, ZF offers some great training regarding the basics for electrification. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mentioned high voltage training. You know, it's especially important in the U.S. where regulations are lighter than the maybe other regions, um, and, and it's extremely important to go through that step. We, we offer training; uh, it's a three level training certification on that. Um, we also do training classes um, um, focusing on electrification of the chassis. You know, teaching technicians uh, to focus on how the systems are connected, changing technology, the way parts are made. Uh, making sure they're putting the the, the like for like or, or, or at that level uh, quality back in the car when maintaining it. Um, we have a, a, a platform called ProTech. Um, that's a, a, a program designed for technicians to access all of these topics and more, um, as well as OE service information whenever and wherever they are. You know, it's available uh, in all digital formats. Um, and we, we're dedicated to working with technicians and supplying those resources um, really to... To, to make sure they can uh, keep their business operating and growing, importantly. 
Yeah. Give us a website for those that are listening. They may, may cut off the live show here real quick. What website can we send them to regarding this training? We can go to zfaftermarket.com, and that will give you uh, plenty of information. Awesome. We'll make sure to have that in show notes. Um, you, you don't have to fear the technology. I think it's like anything else. You need to surround yourself. Um, here at EVIT, I know that they also get into the arena of uh, both hybrids and electrification. Of course, it's, it's slow coming, right? Um, we, at this level, must learn the basics uh, from, you know, we've still got to understand a four-stroke engine, right, and what that's all about and fuel yep. delivery and air, fuel, and fire, that sort of thing. Um, let's get into how ZF has determined that there are critical areas of focus to get us there for the industry to main traction for this future um, cases. Talk to us about why cases C A S E S and no, not multiple transfer cases. <laughs> right. This is an acronym. Of course, Ben, Ben smart's going to get us uh, connected. Why is it so important for ZF ZF North America and, and globally for that matter to, to have the industry really pay attention in these categories? Yeah, maybe just, just to, to go through what the acronym stands for. You know, uh, CASES is, is connected, uh, A for autonomous, S for shared mobility, E for electrification, and S for sustainability. And the reason we're focusing on those topics is they're the areas that, that, that we need to focus on to, to future-proof people's businesses and to really um, uh, inform uh, and, and train them so that they can that they can grow and, and, and maintain um, their service to the customer. And uh, it's important for our industry and uh, for technicians, industry professionals, because it gives you a roadmap to future-proofing their business. If you can get knowledgeable in these areas, um, you can expose blind spots, as I mentioned before, areas that you might be a bit weaker in, and importantly, uh, expose opportunities ahead of the curve, ahead of your competitors, um, keep you relevant in the market. And, and we've, we've identified these particular areas um, as, 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 the, as the areas that we, we, sh- we want to drive attention towards. Yeah, you said a very, very powerful phrase. I don't care if somebody is selling flowers on the corner or working under hood with technology. I'm sure there are advancements in technology with flowers. Right. Uh, future proofing. If, if you own a small business, specifically as an automotive service center, and you're not consistently reviewing that, which typically centers around not just the network that you keep, but the training and technology, um, future proof. I'd write that down, put it on your board, see it every day. Uh, this whole case is outlined. Let's talk about this connected uh, vehicle. Can you explain to consumers that may be listening, what is this over-the-air technology uh, that enables a reprogramming if you you know like we're seeing it in the tesla arena talk to us about that what is this over the air technology yeah i mean i i guess the easiest way to to explain it is through a, a product that, that that's kind of being launched uh one that's that's called pro connect um what that is it's a connectivity platform it connects vehicles with a cloud and also with the tech, with the traffic infrastructure, um, and that helps really when you're deploying advanced driver assistance systems uh, and and looking even further forward, autonomous vehicles. 
Um, these vehicles, they have to be able to network really quickly with the outside world in, in a very wide variety of ways. And enormous amounts of data have to be exchanged very quickly. Um, and, and, a, and, for example, a product like ProConnect is a platform um, that, that, that enables high-end networking capability. Uh, we launched that, actually, uh, at CES a couple of weeks ago in Vegas. And we had a partner there called Hexagon. They demonstrated a high-precision satellite navigation using that platform, which, which made the vehicle auto, uh, completely automated driving um, and very exact in its positioning. That's, that's incredible. Um, and, and one of the, yeah, and one of the benefits and one of the concerns, rightly, is is when you're connecting to the cloud and the traffic infrastructure is security. So that's another area of high high security requirements that you need to uh, install within in these offerings. Um, and what, another thing that the the, the 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 platform can do is it can communicate with roadside infrastructure as well. For example, traffic lights it can see ahead. Um, what's going on, whether it's a red, green, or, 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 or yellow light, it, it can connect to um, other vehicles on the road, such as emergency vehicles. So it can warn uh, people before sight of oncoming uh, emergency vehicles. It can connect um, in the environment to understand whether there's crashes or traffic that's unsighted, so giving the vehicle a lot of warning ahead of time. Uh, so it's really connecting all those digital services around. I mean, one of the, the really useful parts that we can see in the future will be parking. So it can tell you where there's free spots in real time um, instead of you kind of traveling around cities trying to find a free spot. So things that are, are enabling um, um, a, a far better experience for the user and, and, a, and a safer one. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, of course, that was released, uh, you're talking about at the uh, CES, which is uh... – I believe that was a CES show. Yes, Ben? Was yeah, that that's released? correct. So that was the first week of January. Uh, it's a consumer electronics show, but it's, uh, it's certainly being um, um, very ha- having high interest from uh, vehicle manufacturers now. Um, you'll see um, all of the major players there and, and, and talking about um, how they connect with their consumer, with the driver, uh, and looking at a lot of the tech, future technology coming um, to, to cars um, very shortly. It's incredible. We go from how we as consumers communicated with our center stack, basically our needs were, uh, get me hot air, cold air, play the song I want, horn works, brakes work, cruise control, and now we are going to... Con- so if you're in New York City and you don't like those potholes, right? stay tuned. <laughs> uh, because ProConnect... Uh, via ZF is going to basically forewarn you. Now, I don't know about it. If you can pull that off in New York, uh, I mean, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> that would be impressive with those. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the, the, the reality is, is, is the more and more connected cars there are, that, that will be a reality because, of course, what's happening is it's gathering data so that if several cars are going down a certain street where there is potholes, that will be picked up um, by intelligent oh. cars, by this platform. Um, yeah. And it, it not only would it be uh, communicating to cars coming to, to warn them of that, but it will also communicate back to um, uh, governments and municipalities. Now, whether they act on that is, is, is not, it's not up to us. But <laughs> right, we right. Don't expect a speedy pothole uh, <laughs> guy to go out guy there. Guy <laughs> to come out there or a gal to come out there for sure. Uh, I, I love the technology. I think, I think it's just um, incredible. Uh, and it's happening now. It's not like, well, that's not going to be around until my granddaughter is, you know. I mean, it's here, which is really cool. On the lines of of ProConnect and, and the great technology there, 
AI is a big thing. Some would say, like, this is the year for artificial intelligence, especially uh, with the recent uh, light of uh, Microsoft's potential to invest uh, $10 billion in open uh, chat GPT. Uh, of course, we had a show last week diving into that. Tell us about ZF's Pro AI computer. You guys have like a supercomputer. I'm, I'm so anxious to hear about that. Yeah. And that AI, which kind of, I guess, would work in with more people that are connected. We're going to have to monitor those data sets and, and manage that. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool, supercomputer. It's quite, quite a good phrase. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, what that means is instead of having separate CPUs and separate computers on board um, with, with various capabilities, um, that the Pro AI is, is, is one supercomputer, one device, and it can support multiple domain-based applications. So whether that be ADAS or your infotainment system or chassis function, um, that can all be stacked together. Um, and, that, and that really means that you can, you, can, um, uh, you can combine different configurations from multiple suppliers because, of course, there's not one supplier uh, that's building um, one vehicle. Um, and, and that's... Um, something that, that that's really cool and, and to accommodate the upcoming technologies and the demand um of those technologies you, you know um in terms of the, the hundreds of millions of lines of code as you mentioned you know um we we boosted the, the new pro ai's boosted computing power 50 percent um and uh, the expectation for us is 30 to 40 percent of new vehicle platforms will will have this domain-based need as early as 2025. Wow! Um, wow! You know, this offering, yeah, I mean, this offering is fully ready and and looking to the future. Uh, we've we've already got orders for 14 million units. My so, goodness! Uh, so well, congratulations. That's a that's a big that's I a big deal for sure. But let's step back. You're saying that we're 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 headed to VIN domain.com type needs because we're we're just going to be so (laughs) connected we're going to need our own dot coms for our vehicle is that what i heard i mean they'll have their own ips ips wise yeah Mm. yeah which would make sense they would have to be protected and i don't think you could do that in bulk you know some cloud storage center would have to be all individual all individual my goodness Boy, we got a lot of homework to do in the Boy, service base. You better hurry up. <laughs> we thought we were big shots protecting our Wi-Fi when we're you know, working under hood. Look what we have to look forward to. All right, so that's covering the connected, which is awesome. Hey, I had a question. I know that legislation and regulation is always a, a bumpy area. Um, we know it's got to be in place and everyone's got to be protected. But do you see a connected vehicle if greg is driving his toyota pickup because he loves his toyota pickup i'll say what <laughs> go ahead and and let's say you right. know we've got we got a vehicle that's uh, got connected uh features and he can communicate he loves that feature like the airbag scenario can greg shut that off will the consumer be able to say hey i don't want to communicate with anything Good or question. do you see this being mandated I know it's a tough question. Yeah, I mean, it would it would only be be, be my opinion. I, I believe that some would be um, uh, mandated, such as I don't think you'd be able to shut airbag or say or, or particular safety options off uh, that would be a risk to to to, to user um, or risk to outside uh, users certainly. But I think the other part of it would be very much um, unique and and user uh, managed. 
much like you know um, the phones that we use or, or, or the laptops we use, we decide what apps to to download. We decide what to use. So I think as long as it moves away from the safety aspect, um, then then I think it is very it would be very adaptable and agile to the user spec and to and to what they decide to to share or, or use. So I, I would say it's probably going to be a mix of the two. It makes sense. Uh, I think uh, safety is, is, I mean, it's like we see now with uh, ADAS mm-hmm. systems, you know, advanced driver awareness systems that are in play. Um, that's, there's, there's, no, there's no choosing there for the most part. It's all safety. And, you know, we mentioned this on the show, Ben, often, it, it, like one would say, why all this technology? Why? Well, when you consider there are 47 some odd thousand, I think that's the number, don't quote me exactly, road deaths on, you know, True. on just U.S. roads globally, it's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, these systems are designed to keep us safe and safer. So keep that in mind. All right. So autonomous, everyone is like this FSD. In fact, we've got we've got another individual coming on the show in February who's an authority on full self-driving, uh, which is... Uh, uh, depending on where you sit on what side of the fence for Tesla, uh, is all the rage or not. But um, this autonomous, we are seeing, um, and we're, we're, we're seeing it primarily in the fleet side of uh, the industry. Um, could you talk to us? I, I know you represent North America. I'd like to cross the pond and get on over to Europe. Is, is Europe leading the way compared to the U.S. regarding autonomous platforms? Or can I throw in China, and China rules everything regarding autonomous? I I wanted to probe, Ben, uh, where do we stand compared to the rest of the world, specifically Europe and China? Uh, I would say the the U.S. is is pretty, pretty far ahead in certain aspects of it. I mean, a lot of autonomous drive tech in the U.S. has been pretty standard for a while. It's just not considered autonomous anymore. So, you know, uh, 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 technology such as adaptive cruise control, emergency brake assist, lane assist, these are all elements and levels of autonomous. Um, It's just that we're so used to it in the U.S. that that we don't consider it that, that way. Now, in China, a lot of the domestic vehicles there it's not so standard, um, and, and that's why I think there's probably an elevated interest in, in this autonomous um, 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 technology. Uh, but I, I don't believe that they're, they're, they would be considered ahead. Um, Europe's a bit of a different kettle um, altogether. Uh, certain aspects of, of the um, control there and, and uh, uh, the infrastructure there uh, make it, some, in some areas ahead, some areas behind. I mean, for example, your, the, the backup, the standardization of backup cameras in the U.S. is miles ahead of anywhere else. Um, you know, I think there's a different opinion, and it's maybe a bit cheeky of me by not being a native uh, U.S. Uh, um, citizen, um, but in the U.S., there is an American, there's a driving culture here. You know, there's a strong pleasure in driving and to be in control of that trip, you know, the great American road trip. And that loses a bit of excitement if you're trying to sell the, the car's going to take that all that pleasure away from you driving from one point to another. And, and maybe that that culture isn't as strong, should, should we say, in China. Um, and I, I certainly feel that from, from spending some time here now. 
um, and, and that's something that's ingrained into into um, uh, the hearts and souls of mer- many Americans. So well, well that, said. That has a, yeah. a, an impact as well. Well said, well observed. There's no doubt about it. In fact, some would suggest that we're at a crossroads, uh, this huge upheaval about the, the freedom behind the wheel and, and all of these uh, things that we some would believe we don't need. And, you know, one of the things that we, we ask a lot of our guests is this whole car culture thing. Is it going away and and the sentiment uh, for the most part with all demographics even my young gen z's and my boomers on the other end feel like there will always be something to tinker with and um but it is an observation ben for sure um you know unlike you know norwegian scandinavia sweden which is now which has to be a bicycle culture Right? It's a different vibe. Like mm. There's a whole mm. different culture there. So, um, Ben, I want you to hang tight. If you're just joining us, we got Vice President Aftermarket North America, ZF. I want you guys to visit during the break, aftermarket.zf.com, zebrafrank.com. If you're in the service industry, there's some great resources. And, of course, uh, you know the name, great automotive parts uh, for many of the service uh uh, jobs and maintenance that you're seeing and doing, including the e-fluids. This is awesome. Electric fluids is out there. You, If some of you are working under hood in that uh, environment, there are e-fluids that are specific uh, to electrified vehicles. Uh, so know about that. I want you to visit that site, aftermarket.zf.com. We'll be back with Ben Smart. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. 52% of the population family are women. We love you, ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over if you feel like you can tinker with the best of them. Head on over to techforce.org. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. WrenchNation.tv. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, Weekend KMET. Thank you so much if you're listening out of California Saturday. A big shout out to automoblog.net. A lot of you start your new year and you want to know the annual... (laughs) 10 worst commutes in the U.S. We oh, mentioned potholes. The 10 worst. I'm going to tease this out to you. Of course, number one, we mentioned potholes. Uh, right? New, New York. York City. New York City. That's right. Number two is San Francisco. And for the rest, you guys can uh, enjoy a great read from our friends at automoblog.net. And, of course, that article uh, and many other articles you can find uh, under car culture and sharing automotive tips. Uh, we've got Ben Smart on hold. Ben, are you there? Welcome I'm back. Here. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you coming back. If you guys are reconnecting, uh, I want you to visit aftermarket.zf.com. Um, there you can find a ton of technical know-how, and I say know-how, 
respectfully. A lot of you saying, well, we've been to a lot of websites with no how. We didn't find anything howing and knowing. <laughs> but ZF Aftermarket leads the space. Uh, they take a lot of research and development. And I got to, Ben, I have to mention an impressive trainer, by the way, of Francisco Moreno, who is training and is out there teaching a lot of these classes. Uh, uh, you got to respect an individual like that. He's very passionate, Ben, about what he does. Yeah, I, I know Francisco well, and he's he's a true asset to the, the ZF family. I mean, we have we have a great team of, of experienced trainers. Um, they hold a variety of positions, you know, whether it be like Francisco, installer facing, uh, fleet flying doctors, remote assistants. Um, but they all have one thing in common, which is their gearheads at heart, and mm-hmm. and it's important that, that they are because they've got to speak the same language. Um, of, of the automotive technicians that they're talking to. You know, there's nothing worse than speaking someone, to someone that's not on your level uh, and is just reading from a book. You know, these people are experienced. They either have been technicians in their in their past lives or, or highly qualified in, in certain areas of the business. And, and, and what's great about them is not only is their experience and they speak on, on the same level, um, but they give clarity, supporting tools, so the people we train can spread and transfer that information to their teams and their colleagues. But, uh, yeah, Francisco is a great, a great example of, of one of the many passionate team members that we have here. Yeah, that's awesome to know. Uh, you know, a, a family of trainers that are connected, uh, boots on the ground that, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just got to tell you, Ben, we've seen it in the service space where there's a sort of Madison Avenue marketing <laughs> disconnect. Like, we need trainers, and this is what I admire about ZF. Uh, in fact, internationally, we do have folks that listen from all over the globe uh, regarding the podcast, and so diagnosis and repair, technical information, cataloging. And, you know, we're, we're going to dive into electrification, but can you talk to us about e-fluids? Because there are many that are seeing the need for this application uh, what do you have under the ZF brand for e-fluids here in North America? Yeah, so I mean, we've recognised for electric vehicles they need different different fluids as well as, well as hybrid, um, and you know we, we've launched a, a full range of of those for, for driveline. Um, and and the reason is they demand more torque and force than than, than a conventional ice or combustion combustion engine. Um, so we've, we've, we've done a lot of research into this area and, and the new kind of e-fluids, the lifeguard e-fluids, um, really drive to those standards um, that they're specifically designed for, for, for electric engines um, or power electronics. Um, and and the, the formulation is, is exact for, for those instead of trying to um, um, fit a round peg in a square hole, as we should say. So, you know, transmission efficiency is max, maximized. Uh, temperature control is optimized and, and battery failures eliminated. That's kind of the tagline of, of it all. Um, yeah. And that really maintains the longevity of the vehicle that you're putting those fluids in. In Europe, my understanding is your ZF is involved in sort of this sort of electrification and autonomous uh, by way of shuttle buses. Can you educate us a little bit more on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we've, we've got a couple of different options in terms of, um, of autonomous shuttles. Um, the, the one we've just launched, again, we mentioned CES, something else we mentioned, uh, we, we launched in CES a couple of weeks ago was the world premiere of our next generation shutter, shuttle, um, fully autonomous, 
Um, so where the, as we, we spoke before, where the legislative, legislative, legislative framework permits, I'll get that word right in the end, um, <laughs> it's, it, it's capable of maneuvering in, in mixed traffic environments without a safety steward, so fully autonomous. Um, and and that that's something that we now offer, um, as I said, in mixed framework as well as contained, two different shuttles. So one would be contained in a, non, a non-mixed environment such as a campus or, or a theme park or an airport, uh, and then one the one that would be mixed use, so uh, moving around where there would be um, high instances of, of normal cars on the road as well as pedestrianised um, areas. Um, and, and we mentioned Pro AI before, and that's at the core of, um, of the software stack with these shuttles. Um, as, as you can imagine, the amount of data transfer that's needed uh, to make these, um, uh, these vehicles uh, operate uh, safely is, is, is massive. Um, so uh, we, we just partnered with a company called Beep in Florida, and, and that's the first plan to deliver um, autonomous transport systems throughout different areas of, of the U.S. So we're pretty excited about that. And, you know, why we're really excited in the aftermarket is, is that uh, the, the, these new uh, vehicles will need servicing. And uh, there isn't the infrastructure to build new servicing options for them. So inevitably, they will use existing infrastructure. And again, we're talking about opportunity, and this one might be a little bit further uh, in the future. Um, but but the, the guys with um, with bays that, that can modify and be capable of taking on multi-vehicle solutions, there, there's there's certainly the demand for that out there in the future because they won't be re- they won't be building a uh, service structure just just for shuttles. They, they will they will use what's there. Yeah, I can see this evolving in uh, in that automated and autonomous driving. Uh, anyone that's in the fleet business now, can you imagine what that fleet industry will look like in the future? Um, you know, connecting with municipalities, connecting with uh, you know uh, all of the corporations that have a need for uh, short distance uh, shuttling. I think mm-hmm. that I imagine that that would would start off as uh, mm-hmm. an immediate need. And eventually, as the technology goes, then there's the, you know, sort of California and Arizona. Um, trucking is a big deal. Um, you know, we joke around and say mechanics and truck drivers are going the way of the elevator man, maybe. Uh, we, we try not to take that too serious. But uh, the trucking industry has got to be uh, there's got to be such a huge shakeup um, in in that arena regarding both electrification and autonomous platforms. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the we talked about future proofing uh, previously. One of the acquisitions uh, ZF made a couple of years back, uh, eighteen months back, was was a, a company called Wabco, which was the leader um, in in CV technology, um, and and that's really combined with the existing. Uh, tech that we've got um, in ZF uh, and, and made us a bit of a powerhouse in that area. We're, we're the largest business now in the CV world for aftermarket. Um, and there's some really interesting um, technology going on there. You know, I think the world saw a lot of the autonomous tech really being implemented in passenger cars, but we're seeing actually it being accepted a bit quicker in the trucking environment. Um, one, one of the things that we've focused on, and, and I've just come back from the HDAW show, um, in Dallas, which is the heavy-duty aftermarket show, um, we, we were introducing their um, ABSI um, and trailer cast, and that, that's, it. that's an ABS module that you can replace old ABS with an intelligent ABS when it comes in for replacement. So it means you can get the new technology even if you own um, a used trailer, 
and, and then linking that with a, a product we call TrailerCast, again, that then gives you um, uh, visibility of how that trailer is reacting, gives you visibility of, of whether um, through the sensors, whether uh, braking needs uh, replacing, whether the, the load and weight of the, of the trailer is the same from where it originated to delivery. So you can check that the, the stock on board has not been uh, manipulated or changed as well as many other kind of uh, areas of, of the trailer that, that need um, that, that can really benefit from real-time uh, viewing uh, and, and, and data feedback, especially when you've got large fleets. ZF is not joking around when it comes to uh, dealing with natural resources and so on under the sustainability category. Uh, we've got a few minutes. Ben, please educate us on that. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's all about remanufacturing in this area. You know, we've got sizable footprint of remanufacturing in our portfolio, whether it be transmissions, steering gears, ECUs, torque converters. I mean, I know we've only got a few minutes left, so I won't give the full list. Um, but it, what's important is, is it's the correct understanding what remanufacturing is um, to gain true adoption in the market. You know, I, I use these kind of three words to, des- to describe it. It's not just sustainability, but it's affordability and availability. And that kind of tripod of offering makes it interesting to the market. And it's to understand that you get a like-for-like OE product, you know, tested the same way, same warranty, indistinguishable, uh, but with an upside. You know, the, the remanufactured products that I've mentioned, we can save over 80% of the original part because a lot of it is not susceptible to wear. And that's got a great impact on our environmental footprint, you know, for the better. Um, so the next steps for us is just investigating more and more options, um, finding solutions for the future tech we've talked about, such as battery remanufacturing or electric drive remanufacturing. So that's something we're really excited about, and, and we're really driving to get adoption in the market. That is huge. Aftermarket.zf.com. Ben Smart with uh, ZF. Uh, uh, if you're ever in the Phoenix, Arizona area, our garage is your garage. We'd love to have you as an invited guest. Uh uh, you know, because there's nothing like the smell of a modern-day garage. <laughs> That's for agree. Ben, it was such a short time. It went by fast. We're going to have you back on in the future. We'd like to follow up. I thank you so much for joining Wrench Nation. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, see ya. Yeah, I mean, you can keep going. I mean, I this technology is amazing. Just a, just a real quick point on anything remanufactured. Uh, we did talk about ZF's movement there. They have been really good at it for many, many years this is sustainability. So if you see a part out there that's remanufactured, don't get all wicked, weird about weird it. About it. Uh, you can ask the right questions, but you are paying it forward by way of sustainability. So great show, Greg. Thank you so much. Absolutely. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. <laughs>